Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing Chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Snape's Grudge. Um, we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, check out the website for guidelines. Love our blog? Love Wizard Team? Have a few extra galleons lying around? Please consider donating to Black Girls Nerd Out. We have a lot of dope things we want to do, but we need your help. Um, you can go to blackgirlsnerdout.com forward slash donate, um, and you can find all the ways we take donations. Also subscribe to our newsletter. It, every week, most weeks, we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. To subscribe, go to blackgirlsnerdout.com and you can find the subscription on almost every page. Um, follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Nerd Out. Um, join the Wizard Team Facebook group. Um, we have really cool conversations. There's a whole spoiler-heavy cursed child thread if you want to hop in on that. Um, yeah, lots of lots of fun things harry potter um related on the facebook group so you can um you can like just hit us up or you i think you might be able to just request access to the group i think so you um, can um and then search hashtag wizard team i think on uh facebook and you should be able to i don't know i don't know if any other i've i've been getting more requests just from people so i think we're able to be searched i don't know <laughs> yeah so um yeah let's go into potter news we actually have some this week which is a first um in a while so the first thing is that um so jk rowling recently said that harry potter and the cursed child is the end of harry's story um so do we believe this i don't know i mean so we actually went to cursed child i don't know if you guys have been following along with um hashtag BGNO in UK but we went and saw it and I was really struck and uh, this isn't spoiler-ish but we have a bonus episode if you do want to hear about our like immediate thoughts but I was really struck one of my biggest things was about what made Cursed Child so special to um, to her to like mm -hmm. to produce that basically um and, you know, she didn't write, the, she was involved in it, um, and they pitched the story to her, and she gave her blessing, but she didn't write it. So there's a whole idea, too, about whether or not it's canon. Um, but in terms of the actual storyline, I, I still, I'm wondering, like, what about it stood out to her that made her say, like, oh, yeah, I want to do this? And I mean that, and then also to, to like, to present it as if it is her own. Yeah. Like, yeah, the cursed child is the last thing. This is the last part of Harry's story. It's the end of Harry's story, but like, she didn't write exactly. it. Exactly. Like she, you know what I mean? Like, so it's kind of weird. But then it um, also like asks, begs the question, like, 
so what? who's to say that someone else doesn't pitch something that strikes her fancy and then she's like, oh, no, this mm-hmm. is the end of that. Harry's and she story said or... this before when she finished Deathly Hollows. Yeah. Um, so. And I think um, one thing that also that makes me a little bit like, Meh, do I believe this? Is just the idea that she seems so like unwill or hesitant to like do things within the wizarding world. I mean, we we are getting Fantastic Beasts, and that's great because I feel like that's kind of where this world should go. Um, mm-hmm. But she seems really hard, like hell bent on inserting or making sure that sh- to still insert pieces of the of Harry's story in it. Like Dumbledore makes a, a he's not he doesn't make an appearance, but he's mentioned, you know, and they mentioned and yeah. they make like a big deal about his like him being mentioned. Um, mm-hmm. So. I would I would love for it to be the end. I actually would love for the for Deathly Hallows to be the end of Harry's story, which in my brain it Same. is the end of Harry's story. But um I don't fully trust this. Yeah. Um yeah, and you know, let us know what you think about whether you believe um whether Cursed Child is really the end or do you think that she'll continue it based off of like whatever she's presented with or other ideas she has or her inability to like escape that world um, and those characters yeah. for better or worse. Um, so yeah, another new story. I'm trying to like pull up the actual uh, link, but a study showed that Harry Potter fans are more anti-Trump. Um, and also I think because they see a lot of, the, this study mentions that they see a lot of intersection between Trump and Death Eaters. And uh, what's that word I'm looking for? I'm, I don't want to say it's not Nazism, like fascism, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that that was really interesting that we're still getting, um, I'm trying to pull this up, but. We're still getting I, these studies about the Harry Potter generation um, and the, I guess, political and social ramifications of these books on, like, you know, we um, we got that study a long time ago about uh, how Harry Potter fans are more lenient, more... Um, inclusive and I forget the, the scientific words for it, but basically more, um, more socially accepting, uh, than other, uh, than previous generations. Um, so this new study, um, which will be published in the political science and politics journal, um, found that the readers of the series were more inclined to dislike the Republican nominee. Um, even after he, secured the party affiliation. And this is by age, gender, education, evangelical identification, and social dominance orientation. These are all very, like, um, scientific things. But um, readers see parallels between Trump's political style and Lord Voldemort's. 
So I thought it was a very interesting thing. I tweeted it out on our, uh, on the We Black and Nerds hashtag, or handle, and I can retweet that as well. It's all over, too, if you just type it, or if you just Google search Trump Harry Potter study, um, <laughs> we'll be seeing more of it. But it's a pretty interesting correlation. Yeah. Um, and then our last bit of news is that Zoe Kravitz um, was recently cast in Fantastic Yay! Beasts. Um, so it says that, um, so she's a late addition to the, the movie that's actually coming out this year, um, that she'll have a small part um, in this film, but then her character has potential for a larger role in the sequel, um, which is released, which will be released the year after next. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. Um, I think it's interesting that it's like the potential to have a larger role in the next. So they don't, I mean, I guess part of that is like, they don't, they probably don't totally know what all is like going to happen in the next, um, like installation. Um, I'm curious about like how late it's been. Like, I don't know whether like the addition is late in that it's been announced late or that they just casted her and the movie comes out in a couple months. Um, and whether that's because of like backlash or like, um, or if they decided they just needed another character, um, I think it's probably like yeah, she I mean, was added for the subsequent films because you know we were getting a lot of um, there was backlash about the lack of um, diversity in this first film and this casting announcement mm-hmm. in this first film, and then they started being very much like look who else has been cast for, like, you know, this is a trilogy, guys. Like, you know, look who else has been cast. Which still, which is still, like, no, because it's still hella white people. And I mean, I'm, and the other thing is, like, Zoe Kravitz and Carmen Ajogo, I love them both. I think they're amazing. They're also, like, we don't, I don't see any dark-skinned black people around at all. Um, I don't see, like, there, and then, you know, there's other, like, people like and it's it shouldn't just be like in the forefront like obviously it should be but also in the background like where who are you like surrounding yourself with like the extras and then also it's not just like oh this person is cast and this is awesome and i think that zoe kravitz and whatever role she'll be in is gonna be great and i'll love it um but it's also just it's it's a very reactionary and like yeah again like we were talking about this with marvel and like how um like and, and I don't think it's just Marvel. It's like at this point, it's like it's Hollywood in general. It's like they want us to be satisfied with like these right. like small little things of diversity, and we're like past that. We're like no, we want to be included. We want we don't want it to be a big deal. Yeah, is the point. Like we want you to just do it, and we can be like cool. We're gonna go see it, and not have to like look at the cast and be like what's going on, and for you to actually change something like that shouldn't be the case. So while this is great, it's also like it's too little, too late. Um, but also I think that the way that these things kind of work too, in terms of trilogies and things like that, just from a film perspective is that there might've just been Mm -hmm. a cut that made sense. And so she's been right to like like put her in. Yeah. So now they're trying to be like, Oh, she made the first film. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where as Mm -hmm. she has a role in the subsequent films, um, but something that they filmed, uh, made sense to, add to the final cut of this film coming out so um Mm -hmm. again it's one of those 
it's great and we're I'm excited to see her I really do like her um same I'm upset because she was the reason why I went to well she wasn't the only reason why but um she was a big reason why I went to see Mad Max and I'm <laughs> right we all know my feelings really about it. Mad Max if you don't they're um made you can find them <laughs> on our blog but um she wasn't the reason why Mad Max was terrible it was terrible um but yeah. anyway the I, I like you said like I'm excited for her but um Cynthia at Sinfinite on Twitter had this really great quote when she was at um San Diego Comic-Con during the I think Luke Cage um panels about you know and I think this is just becoming more and more and I've, I've seen it more in my like professional life um I work in tech in the Bay Area so take from that what you will kind of parallels to um Hollywood but also just I think we should just be honest and say the world American mm-hmm. society in general like Absolutely. these things don't happen in a bubble right like every industry like some more more than others but every industry has an issue with this which is we mm-hmm. you need to take um you need to think really hard about the language that you're using and also um, about the thought process behind that language because, like you said, like it's we don't want diversity. We want inclusion. And so um, while this is great, it, it kind of is another one of those like diversity mm. shout-outs and it's not so much inclusion because if we were included, this wouldn't have made, like, all of these headlines, you know, it would have just been like, great. It's another great actress and she'll be in the, the movie. Well, she, it'll be yeah, awesome. We would have it had the casting like, headlines she's... like we always do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Brie, La- Brie Larson was just shown, um, in like a Captain Marvel sweater reading Captain Marvel. And that was awesome. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, you know, I'm like, I like Brie Larson. Um, I want a Miss Marvel movie with Kamala Khan, but mm-hmm. I'd actually, I just want some Kamala Khan merch. I am begging you, Marvel. Let me give you my money. Let me. I want to give it to you. But I want to give it to you for Kamala Khan. Anywho. Um, you know, we had that. And that was like, it was just, you know, on par of like getting us excited for the Captain Marvel movie that's coming out. Um, why couldn't we have had that six or seven months ago when they were, you know, showing pictures of Eddie Redmayne on set and Colin Farrell looking, you know, menacing. And then a picture of, you mm-hmm. know, Zoe Kravitz on set, Carmen Jogo on set, um, like every other member of this ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. That's all we're asking for. You know. No cookies, just... Just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> just do it. And... Yeah. Um, I do agree with you, though. I One of the things about someone that recently wrote, or, um, I saw a tweet or something about one of the things that makes Black Panther so um, exciting is because you have two, actually f- four dark-skinned um, actors playing a plethora of good, evil, villain, hero, and they're allowed mm-hmm. to be beautiful. They're allowed to be flawed. And um, yes, it's set in Wakanda in Africa. So um, maybe there's a little bit more like 
we're more accepting of it or something, but um, there are all of these levels to diversity and inclusion and colorism as much as I hate it and I end up on that other side of the scale um, it, it, it it exists and that also plays a role you know what I mean like you have people like Jesse Williams being very upfront about being you know as European as acceptable like European style booty as possible and that how that affects their career for the better um, and that shouldn't be the case either mm-hmm. so um, there's a lot there's a lot there there's a lot happening in, yeah, in that. Um, yeah, so let's, since we're, you know, talking about the chapters, let's move on really quickly. Magical birthdays. Um, next Monday is Percy Weasley's birthday. What? So make sure to get a shout out to Percy Weasley. Um, head boy. Head boy. Don't yes. forget. Assistant minister. to the minister. What is it? Assistant, a junior minister, something, yes. something. Junior assistant to the minister. I don't know. Percy's a big deal. Um, mm-hmm. don't forget to give him his only a, Only a little bit. Just, just a, little a little bit. bit. But, like, you know. he's. Yeah. I mean, if Percy had more chill, we would be very... We are very proud of Percy's accomplishments. We just wish he was not so proud. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little, little humility. It's little, fine. It's fine. Happy birthday, Percy. Happy birthday. Um, you know? Yes. So, let's get into Snape's grudge. Let's do this. I have my um, book again. What? <clears throat> and my glasses. I, it's, everything's coming up, Robin. <laughs> I can see and I can read. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so really quickly, previously on Wizard Team, um, so we all know Harry, Harry got his firebolt back. Um, Gryffindor... Wait, sorry, one second. Oh, Ron and Hermione are fighting because Crookshanks um, appears to have eaten Scabbers. Um, we all know the truth. Um, mm-hmm. But he appears to have eaten Scabbers, so they're fighting. Um, but it's Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw, the Quidditch match. And so they play and they beat Ravenclaw. The Slytherins decide that they wanted to try and um, like kind of sabotage the Gryffindors. By pretending to be Dementors, but Harry took care of them, and they also felt the wrath of wrath of McGonagall and Dumbledore, which I really wanted to see the wrath of Dumbledore. I, we don't see it, and we don't see it very much, but I just really wanted to see it for people who like absolutely deserve it. Yeah, I feel like to, he like, really I mean? like put the fear of God into them. But I also at absolutely. this point am so over. I mean, a couple of chapters ago, I benched the Slytherins. And I'm mm-hmm. over it as well. It might have been for this one. I don't even know. It might have been for but, this one. Um, it was a timey wimey episode. So huh? it said it was timey wimey. Yeah. So it was like some weeks ago. But yeah, I think it was the last episode. Yeah. So I think um, the idea that they have cheated in so many different ways, and like mm-hmm. I need some points taken off of not just from the house cup, but from the Quidditch cup. Like I need them to forfeit a game. I need right. some some like serious consequences for this behavior because we're right now looking at the Olympics and um, like you would have gotten kicked out, disqualified. Like mm-hmm. the Quidditch World Cup, they would have been like, bye. Boy, bye. Boys, yeah. bye. <laughs> <laughs> because you have to also remember that not only was it Draco, Crab, and Goyle, but Marcus Flint 
He was the cra- yeah. captain. The captain. You're so, right. Something. Not okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then the Gryffindors parted all night and they went to sleep after McGonagall in her bonnet was like, yo, it's bedtime. Go the fuck to sleep. Um, do you know about that? Um, so then, so then, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I have read that. Um, yeah. So then while they're asleep, Sirius Black decides to lose his goddamn mind. And starts slashing curtains and shit with hold a knife over Ryan. But on previous um, we cannot have your opinion. Let's just tell the facts. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like, so this is um sorry, story time, y'all. I know we're still in the previously, but that's what it is. So a couple years ago, because I'm just thinking, like, when you're asleep, things are like that's the thing, it's like he was asleep. So I there was this time, it was like the night before my birthday, and like not all the time, but sometimes we'll like, like with my siblings, we'll like stay up till midnight and then say happy birthday to each other. I was tired that night. I went to sleep. But my sister, like some of our listeners, I won't name names, is a vampire. And so she was up <laughs> at midnight and she came over. She like, so I, it was around the time when I was, I think I was either binging Game of Thrones or I was like binge reading it. Either and way, so, you were stressed. Like what happens, what happens when I like, like binge watch a show or like, and like reading like a specific series, like, you know, whatever, like, it's it always in my mind it's in your dream. and I can't turn it yeah. off. So then all of a sudden I'm just like dreaming. So I was in Westeros and like some shit was going down <laughs> and I was scared. I was like, I can't, but then I was also like half awake. So I was like, I couldn't tell what was what, what was going on. And then all of a sudden the door opens and there's a shadow. And so I freaked the fuck out. <laughs> and it was just my sister coming to tell me happy birthday. But just like if she had been standing over me with a knife, also, when I like when I get scared and I scream, it's not really a loud scream. It's like it, it gets caught in my throat, so nobody even heard me. So I would have died, and so I just feel for Ron in that moment, and I'm glad he had some strong lungs. Listen, as a jumpy ass person myself, who <laughs> has, I've scared a lot of people because they've scared me. I'm a jumpy. I'm. It's it's actually a problem, <laughs> but how jumpy I am, um, and. I understand that. What I'm saying is is that during the previously, I need you to like keep it to the facts. And the facts are that Sirius lost his goddamn mind. (laughs) That Sirius. That is a fact. That's a fact. No. He. No. (laughs) No. He did his waiting with a. He had a knife (laughs) over a 13 year old boy. He knew that he knew that rat wasn't he, there anymore. Crookshanks had to have told he him had a knife that the rat left, looking for that goddamn rat, and that rat deserved it. And I just cannot with the serious slander anymore. Ron Weasley didn't deserve it. True. Okay. All right. Now, so that was the last thing. We also found. Oh yeah, we found out that he got into the Gryffindor Tower because lost Neville his goddamn left mind. all of them. He lost his goddamn <laughs> mind. Basically, he lost. He left all of his. Um, all the passwords for the week just lying around Hogwarts like there wasn't a notorious mass murderer wandering around. Um, and so that's how Sirius got in because Sir Cadigan let him in. Um, yeah. Okay. So chapter 14, Snape's grudge. Um, so um, Sir Cadigan has been fired. Yes. First off. Yes. Um, they are like not getting very much sleep, but um, they know that the, the, professors are trolling looking for uh, black and then 
Professor McGonagall comes in around dawn and says, like, he's escaped. We, we lost him because he got that mm-hmm. anime magic. Um, so <laughs> Professor Flitwick is teaching the front doors to recognize a large picture of Sirius Black. And I can tell you guys this. I mean, you should know this, but also I can tell you guys this because we just got back from Hogwarts. Um, I don't think that she means the actual doors. I mean, she means the statues of armor that are carved into the doors, mm-hmm. um, which McGonagall also uses that used in the awesome movie. spell in the movie. Here, totem locomoto yes. or something. Locomoto. I've always wanted to use that spell. That's movie canon, <laughs> but still, it's good. Um, it's pretty good. So, she... Uh, Flitwick is doing that. Filch is bustling up and down, boarding up every tiny crack. Um, and Sir Cadigan, of course, is fired. The fat lady comes back, but not without some chaperones. So mm-hmm. um, there are surly security trolls hired to guard a portrait. Um, Neville is also persona non grata. He has to wait. He don't get access to to none of the passwords. Nope. Not one password. And Ron is walking around the new it child telling everybody and like loving all of the attention. Telling everyone mm-hmm. about his encounter with the notorious mass murderer series black. Um, Harry and Ron couldn't help notice that Oh really quickly, really quick before that um Harry couldn't help noticing the statue of the one-eyed witch, which, like, the path... Oh, that's what you were reading? You said Harry and Ron, so I thought you were on a lower oh, part. Because right. you said... Yeah, I was like, that... I thought you were la- lower layer- later down. Because I was like, Ron's not I was there. just going to summarize it with <laughs> but, Harry. Like, Harry and Ron are talking about whether or not they should um, notify someone because Harry notices that the statue of the one-eyed witch is not being guarded. Um, got it, yeah. And then Ron says, we know he's not coming through Honeydukes because we would have heard if the shop had been broken into. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry was glad Ron took this view because if the one-eyed witch was boarded up too, he'd never be able to go into Hogsmeade again. Priorities. Irresponsible. Priorities. It's just, it's just rude. Like, so for the first, first thing, like, they know that, I mean, you know, we know that Sirius isn't really after Harry, but like, as far as they know, Sirius is after Harry. He was pretty damn close. Your best we friend almost got, got. Almost got, ca- got, got because of you. And both of you are somehow like, nah, it's cool. We can just keep that open. We need to go to Honey like, You I haven't seen Zonko's I don't understand. Shop. Boy. It's just, it's just rude. Um, but, you know, that's because that's how they are. And they don't make any sense. And they're 13. And so they just make bad decisions. Um, so. So, yeah. So. Ron became a celebrity. Um, for the first time, they were paying more attention to him than to Harry. So Ron, of course, is, like, enjoying that. And we see later in a couple other moments throughout the series where, like, Ron gets, like, some quick, like, some little quick fame in the school. And, like, I feel like yeah, it's good for him, you know what I mean, in one way. And then another way, like, sometimes it's a little, you gotta call It's also really bit. funny, though, to think about the thing that he really wants the, it's really actually good that he doesn't have it because he doesn't know how to handle it. Like he doesn't know how to handle it like, at all. He is so um, worried about being overshadowed and so wanting of like to stand on his own 
that when he does get that chance, he takes it like he goes to 11 real quick. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's really funny that like being in in close proximity to Harry, he doesn't take on any of that like understanding when Harry doesn't want the spotlight. You know what I mean? And when he just... exactly. You know, and so you would... Because you would think like, okay, I see the good and the bad that comes from Harry's fame. Um, And I see how more times more often than not Harry is shirking away from that because having the spotlight on you I mean, opens you up to a lot of stuff that you don't want yeah and I mean and Ron doesn't ever recognize that that's the yeah. case like that Harry doesn't want that um, which is also very interesting because in uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child keep the secrets <laughs> there is a moment where adult Ron talks about or is it Harry actually that talks about not wanting that, not chasing that? I feel like it was Harry. Okay, I feel like it was Harry. Ron didn't say not a goddamn thing of any like <laughs> depth or we. Ron-ish, that might actually so. need to be a bonus episode <laughs> about the. Um, I'm actually talking. I'm thinking through a post yeah, on it, like the 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 misrepresentation or like the character assassination of Ron yeah. Weasley. So Bayana did this I think really it is a thing that needs to happen. A couple of months ago, about the revisionist history of Siri, of Severus Snape, um, and it's come up more and more and more in real life. Um, or not? I don't know. In fandom, I've seen like. Mm-hmm. I, we've just we've encountered it so often that it's it like needed to be written. It's very good, you guys. If you haven't read it in a while, or if you haven't read it at all, you can go on blackgirlsnet.com and pull that post up. But I'm getting to the point where I think there needs to be an addendum with Ronald Weasley <laughs> and just guys. Real. Let's take it back. I to think the we source. should talk about it instead of writing it, so that we have some. Because there's a lot of feelings. So many feelings. Not feelings about Severus Snape, but in my post, you can't hear me yelling. <laughs> so I feel like... With Ron, there's... With Ron. We we literally <laughs> left the play and till about one, two in the morning. Well, let's... But, yeah, let's also keep... Yeah. We're keeping this secret, but, but we do need to talk about the Until one or two in the morning, we were talking about it, and the disrespect of Ronald Weasley came up often. Um, a lot of times. But... Um, this disrespect, back bringing it back to the books and um, where we're at right now, this mm-hmm. disrespect is warranted because Ronald Weasley has no chill. Um, no. Part of why we love him, but also just a little bit of like, I think one of the, the really big um, pieces of similarity between Ron and Harry in a way that is really funny because I don't think it plays... I mean, it definitely factors into their friendship, but it doesn't, I don't think either one of them really recognize it as why they get along. It's like, they are Mm -hmm. two of the most (laughs) short-sighted little boys. Like, they cannot see past their face. And that's why Hermione is so important in the trio, because she's able to take the long view of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But this is definitely one of those times when it's like, Ron, we're in towards the end of book three now, you have seen enough times to be aware that there is not always, like, the downside of fame, I guess I should say. And there is not, it is not all, all that it's cracked up to be, and yet, as soon as he gets a taste of fame, 
this time it happens in does it happen in Goblet of Fire? When? I'm I'm trying to remember if it does happen in Goblet. It definitely happens in Order of When he gets mad, you mean? No, he gets famous. Oh, when he gets famous. Um He becomes the Maybe Goblet of Fire a little bit after the um after the, the second task. The second task. Yeah. Um but that's and I think that's mostly just Floor. He got some attention Floor. from Floor, so he was yeah. But definitely yeah. um, Order of the Phoenix and um, mm. Half Blood Prince. Yeah, Order of the Phoenix. Sorry, I had to think yeah. about it. Yeah, and Half Blood but, Prince. Well, no, was there an Half Blood Prince? I think so. When he gets um, spoiler alert, he gets uh, poisoned. Poisoned? Yeah. I don't think that that. Well, actually, I don't remember. I don't know. Definitely Order of the Phoenix. I can't remember if, if there was like a thing, like after he got poisoned. I know there was like, you know, there was lavender drama and shit. Yeah. And, well, that's that's a whole other thing is like when he finally gets a girlfriend, how he acts a damn yeah, fool. Yeah, it is, but I mean, large scale, small scale, that's whatever part of it. Ron gets yeah. attention. Attention. He, he doesn't, doesn't know, know how, to, how act. to act. And, um, yeah. So there are numerous times, just this is probably the first real time that we see it. Um, no, actually, because mm-hmm. when they steal the car, he's, like, puffing up his chest and we're oh, like... Oh, yeah, like, you're right. But didn't the howler yeah. just... Didn't she just get... Um, but, yeah, <laughs> okay. so... it's But, yeah, so this is, I think, one of the reasons why they need Hermione, but it's very interesting that, like, they don't learn those lessons, or they learn them, and then they're quickly dismissed. Like, they just mm-hmm. cannot... They just don't have really good foresight, and they can't... Um, you know, they're just very, like, the very tunnel-visioned about, like, oh, this is great right now, and I don't, like, mm-hmm. it'll be different from the last three times that it went wrong. Like, that <laughs> stuff, does, that doesn't apply. Yeah. Like, oh, but that was different, because, see, what mm-hmm. happened was that, that happened on a Thursday, and this is Friday, so, obviously, the same thing won't happen. It's different. Yeah. It's just a, it's problem. a problem. Um, so he's telling the story again to some second years um and so then he's like questioning why Sirius ran um so Harry had been wondering the same thing why had Black having got to the wrong bed not silenced Ron and proceeded to Harry Black had proved 12 years ago he didn't mind murdering innocent people and this time he had been facing five unarmed boys boys four of whom were asleep so this is like when you it's not the first time in the book but just like seeing the kind of like um like, the discrepancies and, like, the things that aren't consistent between what where you're told about Sirius and, like, the way that he acts. But also, the, the way, like, like, when you the see them. The twisting or the, um, not twisting, but the leaps that people make to then continue that narrative. Because Harry exactly. says, well, he must have known he'd have a job getting back out of the castle once he yelled and woken people up. He'd have to kill the whole house to get through the portrait hole. Um, and then he would have met the teachers. Which is, like, right. yeah, I guess, but... Like, if you killed 12 people on the street, do you really care? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or right. can't you leap out the window? Or I don't know. Like, there are different mm-hmm. things. But that's how they logically make sense of that discrepancy between... Right. To, like, justify yeah. the... Yeah. Um, Neville, unfortunately, was in total disgrace. Two days after Black's break-in, um, Neville's grandmother sends him... Um, or was, Neville was sent the worst thing a Hogwarts student could receive over breakfast, a howler. The school elf swooped into the Great Hall, carrying the mail. 
and Neville choked as a huge barn owl landed in front of him, a scarlet envelope clutched in its beak. Harry and Ron, who were sitting opposite him, recognized the letter as a howler at once. Ron had gotten one from his mother the year before. Run for it, Neville, Ron has dies. And <laughs> Neville didn't need telling twice. He seized the envelope and holding it before him like a bomb, sprinted out of the hall while the Slytherin table exploded with laughter at the sight of him. I would have laughed as well. That is an amazing visual of like, yeah. Ron with like his mouth stuffed with food because you know he eats like insanely. Yeah. Um, being like, boy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> I've been um, there before. Like the only thing you can yeah, do is put some, I remember. Put some separation. Yeah. And he said the howler, the howler went off in the entrance <laughs> hall. Neville's grandmother's voice magically magnified to a hundred times its usual volume, shrieking about how he had brought shame on the whole family. Which is just, like, um, rude. Like, the whole family. It is. This reminds it's me of... Ex- the entire... Family. That's trust? some black shit, to be honest. <laughs> Yo, trust? That's what that <laughs> That's some black shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, trust, though? My whole family? Whole on the family? whole family? All the of entire them. family, though? All of them? Great uncle, the kids too. Great uncle, what's his name? Who dropped me out the window? Him, right? Shame him on too? him. He's shameless. The two-year-olds, the two-year-olds, <laughs> all the long bottoms now them. have shame. All of them. Yeah, I mean, that's a deep. deep. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot for poor devil to, a, to swallow. It's right. As a thirteen-year-old, on that, oh, that's all on your all shoulders. And he got to go to class in the morning. All right. Later if that ain't the black experience, I don't know what is. You have brought shame upon us all. <laughs> On the whole race. Ooh. All the un- How many um, howlers do you think Neville got? Because, you know, in my family, if it's, you, don't right. even, you don't just oh my get God. it from the parents. I would have got, no, if I had gotten in trouble, it would have been the parents. The it would have been, like, my immediate the aunties, family, like, the family, the, the, the blood. <laughs> The but then like my godmother, my like aunties and uncles who I'm not actually related right? to, like the, the people cousins. I ain't seen in forever, but like my, somehow they found out, and now it's a problem. Like it's man, the village, the village, the, the whole village where the semi is <laughs> separate house. Never got a sign off of, of Wizarding. That's Facebook. a Hogwarts BSU. Never got to get all the way off of Wizarding Facebook because his people yep. coming out the woodworks like fam. Yep. I heard you. I heard you. Let Sirius Black into the Gryffindor mm. common room. What are we gonna do here, Neville? Mm-hmm. How are we gonna make this right? Yo, yo, yo! Listen, I would not want to be that one. Neville, is- I wouldn't be that one because I figured out how I figured out that I didn't like getting in trouble pretty early right? on in my life. I was like, this is not for me. I was like, I was about like six, <laughs> and I was like, it was just like one spanking too many, and I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I'm just gonna not do the things that are gonna get me in trouble. And, then, and I was at the point too where I would get, I got spanked more by not my parents, like my aunties and like shit, where I was like at the point too where we would go to San Diego and mom's like, you want to spend the night with your cousins? Nope. Mm-mm. I'm good. I'm good here. Because I know the rules here. I don't know the rules in my auntie's right. house and somehow right. I'm always crossing over a line them. I didn't even know existed and I'm getting spanked. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Ooh, poor Neville. Um, just... Poor Neville. Okay. So, um, so Harry was too busy feeling sorry for Neville to notice that he had a letter too. Hedwig Knowles Carter um, got his attention by nipping him sharply, sharply on the wrist because she ain't got time to be waiting on him to be looking over boy, at Neville. Can I? Can she you take no this letter? Time. Give me my nibbles and let me go. Mm-hmm. And let me go. I gotta, gotta be on hold stage this damn letter. Two. You just got. 
You just got me holding this letter in my beak like I like, like I ain't got, got shit a, to do. Like I'm not on a schedule. Like what you doing? Come on. Um. <laughs> so Harry tore open the envelope, um, and Hedwig helped herself to one to some of Neville's cornflakes. Um, Hedwig is a beast. Said, <laughs> yeah. She was like, "Ugh, he ain't using them." He go. <laughs> no, I already knew. I, I hear I'm his hungry. grandma. He ain't go. He ain't gonna be back for these. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dear Harry and Ron, how about having tea with me this afternoon, round six? I'll come and collect you from the castle. Wait for me in the entrance hall. You're not allowed out on your own. Cheers, Hagrid. Wait for me. He probably, yeah. He probably wants to hear all about black, said Ron. Just roll, eye roll emoji. I drew one and it's not really cute, so. Boy, bye. It looks kind of like a monster. That's weird. hmm. Yeah. Is that what he wants? Is that what he wants, Ron? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. He a teacher, um, but right. he gonna hear from you. But he all he wants to hear mm-hmm. is your regaling, your regaling tale about you you yelling when Sirius Black was standing over you with the knife. That's you know. So when they awesome. uh, left Gryffindor Tower and passed the security trolls out of run, heading down to the entrance hall, Hagrid was already waiting for them. All right, Hagrid said, "Ron, suppose you want to hear about Saturday night, do you?" I've already heard all about it, said Hagrid, opening the front door and leaving them outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, said Ron, looking slightly put out. So the first thing they noticed on entering Hagrid's cabin was Buckbeat, who was stretched out on top of Hagrid's patchwork quilt, his enormous wings folded tight into his body, enjoying a large plate of dead ferrets. So is Hagrid, or is Buckbeat on Hagrid's bed? Did he just give up the bed for the hippogriff? No, I think he's just on, on the, the floor. floor. I think he just gave up the quilt. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's big enough for him to be on the bed too. Like, well, you know I don't I mean? know because like I'm just elevated. Like, I don't know either. But like, yeah, I would put it past Hagrid to be like, Buckbeat's going through it, so he took the bed, and I'm staying on he the floor. He took the bed. Yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that kind of so stuff. Yeah, they averting his eyes from the unpleasant sight. Harry saw a gigantic hairy brown suit and a very horrible yellow and orange tie hanging from the top of Hagrid's wardrobe door. What are they for, Hagrid? Said Harry. Buckbeat's case against the Committee for the Disposal of Dangerous Creatures. This Friday, him and me will be going down to London together. I booked two beds on the night bus. Two. I'm like, are hippogriffs even allowed on Why the night bus? Why can't he fly and meet you there? Aren't they for... Right. Aren't they for straight... Well, I guess they... Because, like, it's not clear. I get, I get the flying. You don't want to like, I guess. Is he gonna run away or whatever? But then also, like... But also, why are they gonna go... The night bus is for stranded witches and wizards, not for stranded then hippogriffs. why can't they come It doesn't to, say and magical creatures. Right. Like, why Buckbeak gotta go to London? Right. They're, like... Stan is about to be so mad. Like, really? Really? really. A whole ass hippogriff, Did you mark though. this on the form when you... When you... Uh, like a, like a grown hippogriff, though. Like, not a baby. Yeah. Like, a whole So you mean to tell hippogriff. me when you booked two beds, you didn't feel the need to mention that one of these beds was for a hippogriff? That one was for... And he just gonna be chewing on ferrets? <laughs> Who gonna clean this up, Hagrid? Who's cleaning this shit up? It makes make no sense. It makes no sense. Um, Harry felt a nasty pang of guilt. He had completely forgotten about Buckbeak's mm-hmm. trial. Um, and judging how, by the uneasy look on Ron's face, he had too. They had also forgotten their promise about helping him prepare Buckbeak's defense. The arrival of the firebolt had driven it clean out of their minds. Wow. Is all I can say. Wow. Listen. They literally, they promised, that was only like a couple days. Yeah. 
Maybe a week yeah. between them promising to help Haggard out and getting the firebolt. And they then had, they didn't they have, have a firebolt for some months. For some months. They didn't have it. And all they were focused on was getting the firebolt back. It's just selfish. But also, can we just talk about the fact that, like, I promise you my friend something, and I ain't talked to you about it. Like, I haven't seen you. Mm-mm. I just Mm-mm. did. Like, that is cold. I like toys yeah. as much as the next person. They've been going to classes doing- with him. They didn't remember when they saw him the first class back from uh, from winter break. They didn't think, oh, yeah, we got to help Haggard with that. that. Thing. No. No. The last time you were there, you saw Buckbeak? No. Because you know why? They ain't talking to Hermione. As we see. Right. Um, as we see. Haggard poured them tea and offered them a plate uh, of bath buns. Um, I got something to discuss with you. Oh, wait. No, did I miss it? No, yeah. that's right. I got something to discuss with you, Haggard said, sitting between them looking uncharacteristically serious. What, said Harry. Hermione. What about her, said Ron. Sir. Ron is, like, come on out. Sir. What about her? She's in a right state, that's what. She's been coming down to visit me a lot since Christmas. Feeling lonely. First year, first you weren't talking to her because of the firebolt. Now you're not talking to her because of her cat. Eight scabbers, Ron interjected angrily. Because her cat acted like all cats do, said Hagrid. She's cried a fair few times, you know. Going through a rough time at the moment. Bitten off more than she can chew, if you ask me. All the work she's trying to do... Still found time to help me with Buckbeat's case mine. She found some really good stuff hmm. for me. Hmm. <clears throat> Still found time. <clears throat> right. She's found some really good stuff for me. Reckon he'll stand a good chance now. Hagrid, we should have helped as well. Sorry, Harry began. I'm not blaming you. God knows you've had enough to be getting on with. I've seen you practice. I mean, you should. If I Real quick. You should blame them a little bit. Like, if Hermione could do it. Well, all the shit she got going on, all the classes, all well, the, I mean, she, that means, you know, she had to turn the time turner back a couple times just to be able to fit Hagrid's work in. So but on the, uh, on they the need to get side, their shit together. He shouldn't blame them because wizard lawyer. I mean, they, yeah, he's thir- they're, they're 13. They're 13. They shouldn't, yeah, they shouldn't have <laughs> yeah. to, but if they promise to do something yeah. and they don't have they should follow through on it. And if they just, and if they fig, if they realize that they don't have time, they, they then let Hagrid know. But what happened was they got distracted by some by a goddamn by broomstick a and a rat, who's like the one of the worst people ever in the Wizarding they World. They don't know just that in yet, general. but they do know like, he's a rat. I know. An I'm just saying, an old ass rat. Your 11 year old rat died. Your 11. 11- he's also a rat, and like he's a snitch. So. Sorry. All that to say, fuck scabbers, but <laughs> back to the task at hand. I'm going to need you to calm down. And I know that we take all of our knowledge Sorry. of the wizarding world, but at this point, I know. they don't know that. They don't know. They do know that an 11-year-old rat died at 11 years old. Mm-hmm. 12, 12, actually, in fact. So, an old-ass rat who you weren't particularly fond of in the first place. Nope. Like, Ron is like the epitome of don't know what he got till it's gone. <laughs> no. Absolutely. It's like, it's every ridiculous. He doesn't learn that voice. lesson either. It's like every time, every time he's like, takes it for granted and then he's like, oh shit. But I loved him. I really liked that thing. 
And you're just like, really, yeah. Ron? Really? So, I do give Hagrid credit for this. I'm not blaming you. I've seen you practicing footage every hour of the day and night. But I gotta tell you, I thought you two value your friend more than broomsticks or rats. <coughs> Let me repeat that. Boom. I thought Roasted. you two value your friend more than broomsticks or rats. Hagrid given a word. He was like a straight up Preaching. word. That was, yeah. Harry and Ron exchanged uncomfortable looks. Really upset she was when Black nearly stabbed you, Ron. She's got her heart in the right place, Hermione, and you two not talking to her. If she'd just get rid of that cat, I'd speak to her again, Ron said, but she's still sticking up for it. It's a maniac, and she won't hear a word against it. Shut up, well, Ron. Well, people can be a bit stupid about their pets, said Hagrid wisely. Behind him, Buckbeat sped out a few more ferret bones under Hagrid's pillow. He is on the bed. <laughs> oh, he is on the bed. That's really gross. That is nasty. But he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> he was so wrong. And the irony in that paragraph was if you, wonderful if you, writing. If you think about the fact that, like, what they went through first year for Hagrid's pets. Mm-hmm. And what they went through last year for Hagrid's friend. Yo. Of a pet, of a whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you should know more than anyone. Like, there should even be like if Hagrid has to tell there you There should that. be a verb for that. Like, oh, Hermione's got a little Hagridy with Crookshanks, don't you think? Yeah, you yeah. Know? She's pulling a Hagrid. Hagrid is indeed a verb, right? At this point. Like, you can you can forgive Ron. Ron, you can forgive Hagrid. For sending you into the for floor Aragog. with Aragog. You can, you can sit here and drink his goddamn tea. Yep. You sipping tea. But Crookshanks, eight, eight, your 12-year-old rat who you didn't care that much about. But Hagrid's friend in the forest was going to eat, eat you. you. Hmm. Where is the tea? Let me. Curious. Very curious. <laughs> Ollivander. Curious. Um, curious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they spent the rest of their visit discussing Gryffindor's improved chances for the Quidditch Cup. At nine o'clock, Hagrid walked them back to the castle. Um, they find out that Hogsmeade is next weekend. Um, what do you reckon he out? He added quietly to Harry as they went to sit down. Well, Filch hasn't done anything about the passage into Honeydukes, Harry said even more quietly, which is like, why are you like this, both of them? Um, Harry said a voice in his right ear. Harry started and looked at Hermione, um, who was right behind them, clearing a space in the wall of books she, that had been hiding her. Harry, if you go into Hogsmeade again, I'll tell Professor McGonagall about that map. Can you hear someone talking, Harry? growled Ron. Ron, how can you let him go with you after what Sirius Black nearly did to you? I mean it, I'll tell... And so now you're trying to get Harry expelled. Haven't you done enough damage this year? Ron, shut up. Did you not just like, talk at this to point, Hagrid? At this point, literally one, didn't you just you not talk just to Hagrid? You didn't Hagrid. listen to not a damn thing I'm you just said you. at all. It went right. You had the grace to look uncomfortable and then immediately was just like, oh, whatever. It's Short-term fine. Short-term memory. And then when she's literally trying to, she's, you just heard that she was terrified and like, upset that you almost got killed by Sirius Black and now she's using that to be like yo maybe you shouldn't do this thing that might also get killed by Sirius Black Harry and so now you're like oh you, you know what this is the equivalent of is the killed or worse expelled that's what this is yeah that's what Ron just you did you need to sort out your priorities 
Like, absolutely. Like, that's literally what... So now you're trying to get him expelled. Um, better expelled like, than no, not I'm dead. actually just trying to not let him get killed. How about that? How about it? But also, like... It's just... The way that he comes out, Hermione, like, you just... You just left Hagrid saying how much right. you have been upsetting her. How much her feelings have been hurt. Do you hear someone talking, Harry? Bitch! And this, this whole thing is that, like, Hermione... Another thing, Hermione wasn't even talking to you. She didn't say Ron. She said Harry. Harry didn't say a goddamn thing in this whole... Sim- in this whole page of the book. Or this, like, last half of the page. She said Harry. She did not say Ron. Mind your business. And Harry, I can see him just standing there like... <laughs> just right. ping it back and it's forth. About, right. Like, because at that point, it's not even about no, him. He, like, he... Harry is the king of, which is, like, the reason why I, I have a, I am friends with a couple, um, and there are times when you're just like, well, I'm just gonna shut up right now. Listen, mm-hmm. like, we were talking about football, but we ain't talking about football right now. Like, I don't know when <laughs> the conversation switched. Exactly. But, but it's switched. It switched, and I'm just gonna, and Harry is very good at that. Like, mm-hmm. all right, that's between y'all. But... This is also the time. That's probably one of those things he learned from the Dursleys, which just, is like he got real just quiet. Like at a certain point, you just gotta he just zip. <laughs> yeah, she said Harry. Ron spoke up, and Harry was like, "Well, this ain't got shit to do with me." Nope, <laughs> it did <laughs> at, at first. first. She said Harry, but I don't think she's talking about me right now. Not anymore. <laughs> She was talking about me, and then Ron jumped in, so now it's no longer no about problem. me. And he already made his, his decision, too, because yeah. he's... So, Hermione know. opens her mouth to respond, but with the soft chest, Crookshank sleeps up, leapt into her lap. Hermione took one frightened look at the expression on Ron's face, gathered up Crookshank, and hurried away towards the girls' dormitories. So, how about it, Ron said to Harry, as though there'd been no interruption. Like, this is your best friend. Sorry, I'm just shaking my head. This is your best friend who just just looked at you, knew that you were about with to blow a frightened up, look. like was scared of you, and ran away crying. When all she was trying to do was say, hey, maybe not try to get your friend killed. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Zonkos can wait. Maybe. Possibly, possibly this isn't the best time to be gallivanting around secret passageways maybe and she like and unlike and this is another thing it's like unlike um going to McGonagall about the broom she was like look (laughs) I'm telling you now right she warned yeah like just tell me you're not gonna do this dumbass thing because you're leaving me no choice like this is a whole mm-hmm. lot. This is at this point. That's the thing. At this point, what am I? What this else is am I a level do? of stupidity. If you obviously don't care about your like your you don't care about your well being at all enough. Like you just want to go to Zonko's. Like, right? Like versus sa- I'm literally trying to make sure you don't. Like you are days from notorious mass murderer waking up to notorious mass murderer serious black holding a knife over you. That just happened. And you want to go tog me. Dumb. Um, so yeah, so Ron has asked, so how about it? Harry looked around to check that Hermione was well out of earshot. 
okay, he said, but I'm taking the invisibility cloak this time. Listen. Which is a good idea, but still dumb. Still dumb. Which also, now, I, now that I think about it, in the movies, they, they like, merged, yeah, they merged both this Hogsby trip with the last, with, yeah, with the last one. Um, but the other thing, um, though, is that Harry, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's this break, new paragraph, but in between there, I'd like mm-hmm. to think that Harry at least goes and checks on Hermione, but I doubt it. I doubt it too. They just keep going. Because that's like, Harry's not like actively angry at Hermione, but he's like passively like ignoring her, which in some ways is like worse because he's not like, there's a, there's a moment where, yeah, your friends are fighting, but you still check on the other one to make sure they're okay. And in this moment, like that's when he should have. Yeah. He should have done that. that. And like, maybe he didn't in this moment because he thought that she would nag him about Hogsmeade, which like he should listen to her. So that's that's probably part of it. One of the things too about like Harry doesn't want to be con- like he knows he shouldn't be doing it and so he just doesn't want to confront the person that's going to like lay out the reasons Tell why him, this yeah. is a dumb idea um but like i actually think his conscience and it might be in deathly hollows where they like where she says that i think his conscience like sounds like Hermione yeah. um or something and so he's probably like i can't yeah. which is like that's reasonable in like any other situation but like not in the one where you just again you just talk to hagrid <laughs> But the other um, thing too about and it's it, like, and you're not even mad at her, so why don't you go make sure that she's the okay. other thing about it though is in the last chapter, I had this moment of like serious love for Harry when during the celebration, um, he goes and sits down and checks on her, and like he doesn't mm-hmm. really follow it up the way he should or the way that I would want him to, but he does say like, you know. Did you even go to the match? Are you even, like, taking any mm-hmm. breaks? Have you eaten? Like, a little bit right. of a self-care check-in um, to make sure that she's okay. And then, like, doesn't push her, but it's like, are you sure that this is, like, are you sure you're okay? You know what I mean? And, like, right. I have an older brother. But then like, he just gets caught up in his yeah. own stuff. Is and I have a brother, and you have a brother. I don't know. Your brother is... A, more in touch with his feelings than my brother is. Your brother is a little too mm. in touch with his feelings sometimes. <laughs> I love you, Bossy. <laughs> but he's not listening. I know to he's this, not. So. Neither is my brother. But you know, <laughs> he doesn't um, care. I just know that there are certain things that, like my, like I just think boys are just like uncomfortable with, like general. Generally, this is a big generalization, but I, I think Harry has this too, where he's just like one. Hermione's, like, the conscience in my head that I'm trying very hard to ignore. But two, she's upset and I'm uncomfortable. I don't know how to deal with it, so I'm just going to not. (laughs) You know? Like, Mm -hmm. don't cry, Hermione. Right. Please. Mm -hmm. Because, not because I don't want you to be sad, which, yeah, I don't want you to be sad, but also because it makes me feel things I don't want to explore. Um, Which... You know, they're 13, 14, but 13. 13. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's all dumb. Um, so Saturday morning, um, Harry packed his invisibility cloak, slipped the Marauder's Map in his pocket, and went down to breakfast. Hermione kept shooting suspicious looks at the t- down the table at him, but he avoided her eye and was careful to let her see him walking back up the marble staircase in the entrance hall as everyone else proceeded to the front doors. Bye, he called to Ron. See you when you get back. Um, so he goes to the third floor um, and to the um, 
what's it called? The One-Eyed Witch. And then he sees a tiny dot moving in his direction and it's Neville. Um, so he tries to get into the statue, but before he can, Neville comes around the corner. Harry, I forgot you weren't going to Hogsmeade either. Hi, Neville. What are you up to? Nothing. Won a, uh, won a game of Exploding Snap? Uh, not now. I have to go to the library and do that vampire essay on Lupin. Oh, I'll come with you, said Neville brightly. I haven't done it either. Uh, hang on. Yeah, I forgot. I finished it last night, which is, like, he's not a good liar. No. Um, <laughs> great, you can help me. But the only thing is, like, he is lying to Neville, yeah. so... Yeah, um, so I don't cute. understand that thing about he is, but <laughs> just not. He's real slow on the on yeah. the uptake, but it's fine. Um, he gets better. I don't understand the thing about the garlic at all. Do they have to eat it, or he broke off with a small gasp, looking over Harry's shoulder? It was Snape. This motherfucker right um, here. This motherfucker right here. Um, and what are you two doing here? He said, an odd an odd place to meet. Um, Snape's eyes flicked over to the one-eyed witch. And my question was, was it open? Because didn't he just open it? But I guess it must have closed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because he shoved the bag into the statue and then Neville comes around the corner and then he moves away from the statue. But I'm assuming in between that it closed because otherwise it would look suspicious. Yeah. I think it opens probably like long yeah. enough for you to sneak through and closes behind you. Right. And then close right. Um, so it's probably like a little bit on a timer, or like he puts the bag in there, right? Or the mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he puts his bag in there. So it feels that motion, like the motion detector magic or whatever, and it's like, all right, mm-hmm. you've done your business here. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, okay, we're not meeting here," said Harry. "We just met here." Um, Indeed, said Snape. You have a habit of turning up in unexpected places, Potter, and you are rarely there for no reason. I suggest the pair of you return to Gryffindor Tower where you belong. This goes back to the, like... He's a... Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just... They're not doing anything wrong, right? They Like, okay, you... This reminds me of, um, like, people talk about, like, how many times you get stopped by the cops, comparatively, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like... Harry, in this moment, is, like, the black guy who's, like, my taillight is not out. Like, sure, I'm normally not in this neighborhood, but is it illegal? Like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, they're in a corridor in the the boarding school that they go to and live in. Right. Leave Talking. Talking. Leave them alone. Like. You yeah. didn't catch them doing anything wrong. I will Nate. say, though, no, not at all. And, like, I will say that, um, like, on a di- on the flip side, this is, so you know those moments, you know those times when you, like, have a plan to go do something, and then, like, everything goes wrong, yeah. and you're just like, I wasn't meant to do it. These are, like, the signs that Harry's just not picking up. Yeah, true. He's just like, I'm still gonna do it. What up? And you're just like, mm, at this point, you should just- Is it I worth just, it? I don't cut your losses. It's a little too maybe? risky. Yeah, at this point, just be like, nah. Instead, um, they hurry off without another word as they turn the corner. Harry looked back. Snape was running his hands over the one-eyed witch's head, examining it closely. Exa- again, another another clue that you should probably not go back. Um, Harry managed to shake Neville off at the fat lady by telling him the password and pretending he left his vampire essay in the library and doubling back. Um, he pulled out the map again. 
Snape was now back in his office. So he sprinted to the one-eyed witch, opened the lump, the hump, the hump, sorry, um, and went down the chute. Um, yeah. And then he set off at a run. Again, like I said, he needs to listen to the universe. Right. So completely you're in a magical school. I feel his... like they're pretty strong there. Hmm? I said you're in a magical school. I feel like those, you know, yeah. pretty strong. Yeah. Well. Their voices, but it's fine. You know. He was, he's he not very good at yeah. divination, so. Or astrology. Or so. astrology. Um, or astronomy. Astronomy, my bad. Yeah. Um, so. Anyway. He uh, emerges into the cellar outside Honeydukes, hidden beneath the invisibility cloak and prods Rod in the back. It's me. What kept you, Ron Hiss? Snake was hanging around. Um, where are you, Ron kept muttering out of the corner of his mouth. Are you still there? This feels weird, because they're walking up High Street. They go into the post office, Ron pretending to be checking the price of an owl to Bill in Egypt so that Harry could have a good look around. The owl sat, hooting softly down at him, at least 300 of them, from great graves right down to tiny little Scots owls. Local deliveries only. That's so cute. Is that like pig? Mm-hmm. No. Probably. Pig is just a baby. It's adorable. Whatever owl. I know. Um, no, I don't think pig is a baby. I think, yeah. He's just small. Um, I don't think he's a scop, though, is what I'm saying. But, like, one of the smaller yeah. ones, yeah. So they visited Zonko's, which was packed with so many students, Harry had to exercise great caution not to tread on anyone or cause a panic. There were jokes and tricks to fulfill even Fred and George's wildest dreams. Harry gave Ron, Ron whispered orders and passed him some gold under the cloak. They left Zonko's with their money bags considerably lighter than they have been on entering, but their pockets bulging with dung bombs, hiccup sweet sweets, frog spawn soap, and nose biting teacup apiece. And a nose biting teacup apiece. Listen. If I go sit tea with you and a teacup bites my nose, we gonna fight. If I go in the shower and my soap is made of frog spawn, I'm throwing hands on site. On site. It's funk on site. Like are you, are you kidding me? The fuck? Dong bombs? Fine. Like, those are, like, mask, you know. That's not gonna mess up my skin, yeah. though. That's not, like, biting me. It's a little, un- it's a, come it's, on it's, now. It's, it's like, it's like the fireworks, right? They're, like, inconvenient. They make me jump. I don't like them, but fine. They stink. Fine. But if you. But the frog spawn soap. You, yeah, you mess up my. Mess up my shea butter regimen. <laughs> We're going to have a problem. You invited me to have tea. So this teacup could bite me? Oh, so you just going to lie. Just throwing hands immediately. <laughs> the minute the cup bites my nose, hands are flying. Like, what? It's going down. What? Are you it's kidding It's like those me? prank videos on YouTube where it's like they all have that one guy who's like, oh, let's go. Like, yep. I am that person. It's like when it's like the when like the white dudes go into like the hood to black neighborhoods and try to try to prank and then they get like way more than they can handle. Listen. It's like Listen. you really thought you weren't gonna get okay. You thought I was just gonna let this teacup bite me and that was gonna be the end of it. We wouldn't right. have a good laugh. Listen. No. No. You I ain't got not. time for this. I got shit to do. Nope. Ugh. Having a goddamn bite mark on my nose. Smashing all your teacups too. Tea though. 
Like it's the most like. See, I couldn't go to Zonko's. I I would I would hate Zonko's. Me and so Zonko much. would be in a perpetual. My fight. brother would love Zonko's. Listen, yeah, tea is like. That's like it is yeah. like communion. Like Hagrid was like, come have tea. It's like with the tea me. and the soap are the rudest. Huh? Tea and soap are the rudest. But tea is like also, I said. The tea and the soap are the rudest. Like because yeah. But tea is literally like, I invite like, I. Hagrid said, like, come have tea with me. Tea is, like, a mm-hmm. thing that people do together. Um, it's the meal that they share together in friendship. Mm-hmm. And you gonna let this motherfucking teacup bite me. We're supposed to be bonding right now. We're breaking bread together. Right. Sipping tea. Listen. If there's a nose-biting coffee cup, and you invite me to get coffee, knowing how I feel about coffee, you gonna try and ruin coffee for me? You gonna have me, my head on a swivel every time I go get a cup of coffee? Oh, we gonna fight. (laughs) GP, you're not ruining an entire activity for me. No. Nah. No. Nah, fam. Um... So the day was fine and breezy. Neither of them felt like staying indoors. So they went to visit the Shrieking Shack, the most haunted dwelling in Britain. Um, That's actually really funny. So yeah. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just saying like the Shrieking Shack is the most haunted dwelling in Britain, but it was like used for four years, basically. Um, Or no. Seven. Yeah, I think it's because they used to hear all the all the howling. No, I know, but stuff, they're so like they're just like. But they're actual. So, but then it's been quiet for however many years, right? Right. And they're right. actual ghosts at Hogwarts. Like there are hundreds of ghosts literally haunting Hogwarts. Right. But this shack is the most haunted place in Britain. Right. And like you can see ghosts. Like, Moaning Myrtle is not trying to hide from you. She's gonna, she's letting you know her feelings. Even when you don't want them. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Weird. <laughs> um, even the Hogwarts ghosts avoid it. I asked nearly headless Nick. He says he heard a very rough crowd lives there. No one can get in. Fred and George tried, obviously, but all the entrances are sealed shut. Harry feeling um, hot from their climb just hot. considered taking off yeah. the cloak when they heard voices nearby. Someone was climbing toward the house from the other side. Moments later, Malfoy had appeared, followed closely by Crab and Goyle. Malfoy was speaking. Should have should have an owl from father any time now. He had to go to the hearing to tell them about my arm, about how I couldn't use it for three months. Crab and Goyle sniggered. I really wish I could hear that great Harry moron trying to defend himself. There's no arm in him, honest. The hippogriff's as good as, or that hippogriff is as good as dead. Um, Malfoy suddenly caught sight of Ron. His face split in a not malevolent. Thank you. (laughs) I kept wanting to say maleficent, and then malviolent (laughs) to overcorrect for my maleficent. Um, malevolent grin. What are you doing, Weasley? Suppose you'd love to live here, wouldn't you, Weasley? Dreaming of having your own bedroom. I heard your family all sleep in one room. Is that true? Harry sees the back of Ron's robes to top, stop him from leaping on Malfoy. Um, leave him to me, hissed, he hissed in Ron's ear. The opportunity was too perfect to miss. Don't do it. Do it. 
Harry crept silently like, around oh, behind do it. <laughs> Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle. Oh my god. Bent down and scooped a large handful of mud out of the path. We were discussing. We were just discussing your friend Hagrid. Malfoy said to Ron, just trying to imagine what he'd say to the committee for the disposal of dangerous creatures. Do you think he'll cry when they cut off his hippogriff splat? Malfoy's head jerked for it as the mud hit him. His silver blonde hair suddenly dripping in muck. What the? Ron had to hold onto the fence to keep himself standing. He was laughing so hard. What was that? Who did it? Very haunted up here, isn't it? Said Ron with the air of one commenting on the weather. Harry sneaked along the path where a particularly sloppy puddle yielded some small felling green sludge. Splatter. Crab and Goyle caught some this time. Crab hopped furiously on the spot, trying to rub it out of his small, dull eyes. It came from over there, he said, wiping, staring at the same at a spot some six feet to the left of Harry. Crab blundered forward, his long arms outstretched like a rope, like a zombie. Harry dodged around him, picking up a stick and lobbing it at Crab's back. Harry doubled up with silent laughter as Crab did a kind of pirouette in midair, trying to see who had thrown it. As Ron was the only person Crab could see, it was Ron he started toward, but Harry stuck out his leg. Crab stumbled, and a huge flat foot caught the hem of Harry's cloak. Harry felt a great tug, and then the cloak slid off of his face. A split second, Malfoy stared at him. Dumb. Oh, go ahead. I just said oh, dumb. Yes. <clears throat> Arg, he said, pointing at Harry's head. Then he turned tail and run at breakneck speed down the hill, crabbing well behind him. Harry, Ron said, you'd better run for it. If Malfoy tells anyone, you'd better get up back up to the castle quick. See you later, said Harry, and without another word, he tore down the path towards Hogsmeade. Would Malfoy believe what he had seen? Would anyone believe Malfoy? Nobody knew about the invisibility cloak. Nobody except Dumbledore. Harry's stomach turned over. Dumbledore would know exactly what happened if Malfoy said anything. Yeah. So would, like, all the teachers. Yeah. Hmm. Harry's head was floating in midair. Harry's supposed to be at Hogs or at Hogwarts, but his head is somehow mysteriously at Hogsmeade near the Shrieking Shack. I bet you it was because it's haunted. No. Have you ever <laughs> met McGonagall? <laughs> and they have right. invisibility cloaks. They're expensive. Just in general. And they don't, like, they're not as good as yours, but, like, they're, it's not a foreign concept. That And also, you people know that you have a good amount of gold and no supervision. So... Yeah. Would they be so shocked if you spent a bunch of money on an invisibility cloak? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Just, yeah. Um, so, back in Honeydukes, um, back down the cellar steps, across the stone floor, through the trap door. Ooh, that rhymes. That was cute. Yeah. Um, Harry pulled off the cloak, tucked it under his arm, and ran flat out along the passage. Malfoy would get back first. How long would it take him to find a teacher? Um, so, he runs. He left the cloak at the like in the tunnel um it was too much of a giveaway in case Malfoy had tipped off a teacher um and then he climbed up he reached the inside of the witch's hump tapped it with his wand just as Harry jumped out from behind the statue he heard quick footsteps approaching it was Snape of course um so he said there was an unnecessary sorry (laughs) I wrote unnecessary my bad (laughs) there was a look of suppressed triumph about him um Harry tried to look innocent all too aware of his sweaty face and his muddy hand, and which he quickly hid in his pockets. Come with me, Potter, said Snape. Um, so Harry followed him downstairs to the dungeon um, and into his office. Harry had only been there once before and had been in very serious trouble then too. So that's the thing. Every time he like gets disciplined by Snape, it's because he did something that he actually did wrong. That sucks for him. 
Right? But also, like... But then he never, like... He never... Again, like, the short-sightedness. He never, like, learns that lesson. Mm-hmm. And, like, Snape... Right. ...is going to go too because far. Because the next time, I'm pretty sure, is Septimsimpra. And, well... No, the, in the Goblet of Fire, there's one time, but it wasn't actually him. Yeah. That's the only time he was falsely accused by Snape and, like, almost got in trouble. Then it was Septimsimpra, and that... He fucking deserved that punishment. <laughs> it's just, like... Harry. No arguments here. Come on now. Um, um, sit, said Snape. Uh, Mr. Malfoy has just been to see me with a strange story, Potter. He tells me that he was up by the shrieking shaft which he ran when he ran into Weasley, apparently alone. Mr. Malfoy states that he was standing talking to Weasley when a large amount of mud hit him in the back of his head. How do you think that could have happened? Harry tried to look mildly surprised. I don't know, Professor. Um, Harry, uh, Snape's eyes were boring into Harry's it was exactly like trying to stare down a hippogriff. Harry tried hard not to blink, which is the exact opposite of what you should do when there's, he's, he's using legitimacy on you, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, Mr. Malfoy then saw an extraordinary apparition. Can you imagine what it might've been, Potter? No, it was your head, Potter, floating in midair. Maybe he'd better go see Madame Pomfrey, said Harry, if he's seeing things like, <laughs> what would your hair have been, what would your head have been doing in Hogsmeade, Potter? Your head is not allowed in Hogsmeade. No part of your body has permission to be in Hogsmeade. That's really funny to me. Like, just, like, the phrasing of that is really funny. <laughs> just yeah. would like to say. Your head is not allowed in Hogsmeade. No <laughs> part of your body is allowed in Hogsmeade. <laughs> like, unless we need to make oh, it perfectly writing. clear. Um, right. Absolutely. <laughs> like, your foot, not a toe. Not one toe <laughs> no, in Hogsmeade. No, no part of you. Not a hair. No. Your glasses are in Hogsmeade? Why? <laughs> your nose? No. How come? I don't understand. Yeah. Um, I know that, said Harry. It sounds like Malfoy's been having hallucinations. Harry, uh, Malfoy is not having hallucinations, um, snarled Snape. If your head was in Hogsmeade, so was the rest of you. I've been up in Gryffindor Tower, said Harry. Like you told, can anyone confirm that? Harry didn't say anything. Snape's thin mouth curled into a horrible smile. Um, so that's the thing that's like frustrating is that, again, and we talked about this um yeah back in Chamber of Secrets when they got in trouble for the Fort Anglia. It's like, he shouldn't take pleasure in, like, this student getting in trouble. Like, Harry should absolutely get in trouble, but he, like, that Snape shouldn't be, like, happy to do it. Like, it shouldn't, yeah. Um, Because then it's, like, super personal and gross and, like, And he's a kid. Um, Like, he's dumb. That's what I'm saying. He's gonna fuck up and, like, yeah, give him detention or whatever, but, like, don't. Also, like, what was Malfoy doing... Wrong. You know what I mean? Like, why is it? It's the same thing with like the Marauders and Snape, right? Like, why are they antagonistic towards each other? And why is it that Harry would be going after Balfoy? Why him? He doesn't mm-hmm. do it to anyone else. Two and two together, well, you know, you know, he doesn't question that. He probably thinks of it as like a, I mean, he, he knows it isn't, but in that situation, he probably was like, it's like the, when James Potter used to believe Exactly. Me. Which is like, because um, you're a dumbass. Yeah. 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 So he said, everyone from the Ministry of Magic downward has been trying to keep famous Harry Potter safe from Sirius Black. But famous Harry Potter is a law unto himself. Let the ordinary people worry about his safety. Famous Harry Potter goes where he wants to with no thought for the consequences. It's just super awkward when Snape is right. 
like minus all the milking it and like the right like the famous harry potter like all that stuff like he's not wrong it, it's very uncomfortable when you have to agree with him yeah agree with him um harry stayed silent snape was trying to provoke him into telling the truth he wasn't going to do it snape had no proof yet how extraordinarily like your father you are potter he t- so this is like when he crosses the line basically he too was exceedingly arrogant. A small amount of talent on the Quidditch field made him think he was a cut above the rest of us too. Strutting around the place with his friends and admirers, the resemblance between you is uncanny. Um, my dad, my didn't dad didn't strut, strut, said Harry. And neither which do I. He doesn't know that. Yeah, he but knows, it's he like doesn't strut, Mark, but he right? doesn't know about James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, it's like the same situation. Why did you say that? Mm-hmm. What? He doesn't know anything about James. That's not what I said. Oh. I said he doesn't know whether his father strutted, which, see, you're over here reading into it. We find out that he low-key did strut. Just a little bit. That's what I meant. <laughs> you're getting all in your feels for some just some straight-up facts about how James was a bad teenager. That was it. That was all I, I was know. saying. His father, if he was alive, wouldn't have told him that shit. I know. It's so sad. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, your father didn't set much store by the rules either, Sape went on. Rules were for lesser mortals, not Quidditch Cup winners. His hair was, I mean, sorry, his head was so swollen. Shut up. Harry was suddenly on his feet. Um, yeah, so that's the thing. It's like, Snape, like, you start off right, and then you just start going into personal shit and, like, being hella just unnecessary. It doesn't make any sense. But it's also, like, you go with these children, these teenagers who are teenagers, and teenagers are going to teenage, and they're Mm -hmm. all in their feelings, and then you're like, what did you say to me? Right. Boy! Come on. What did you think was going to happen? Rage such as he had not felt since his last night at Privet Drive was coursing through him. So, yeah, it's like every time you talk about his parents, like... He's like, what? But he gets angry. Does he not is, have a right to hold his he parents' memory in some like parents in high esteem? Of course. And do you not have any shred of decency to let him love his parents? No. No. The woman who you supposedly love so about. much. Every time you denigrate yeah. his father, you denigrate her and her choice. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yep. It's like the same thing with Marge, right? Like, sorry, Petunia, but you know, your sister ain't shit. And what's wrong with the family? Mm-hmm. You know, blood, bad blood will out. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> What did you just say about my parents? And this is the woman you're going to let win MVP of a book. Y'all. SMH. You're doing this. We're not, we don't want this to happen. (laughs) We're doing our hardest to make sure she doesn't win, but. All right, let's go. We can only do so much. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) what did you say to me, Potter? I told you to shut up about my dad, Harry yelled. I know the truth, all right. He saved your life. Dumbledore told me you wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for my dad, which is just like, mm, shouldn't have said that. It's just bad. It's a bad look. Because you really don't know what happened. And it's, mm. So, but and did the headmaster 13. tell you the circumstances? 
Like, this is, like, Well, yeah, but still. Yeah. He just be saying shit, though. Like, 13, yeah, teenagers, they just say shit. And you're like, "Mm, do you have all the facts? No. And this is basically what Snape says. Um, And did the headmaster tell you the circumstances in which your father saved my life? Or did he consider the details too unpleasant for precious Potter's delicate ears? Look, talking shit about the headmaster, Um, though. Who's you? Sorry. I just um, have feelings. Not really. Kind of, but not really. Well, he's like that's probably something he said to Dumbledore. Dumbledore's... I don't know. I'm just mad. I mean, there's there's definitely some like resentment of Dumbledore's like treatment of Harry and like of James and all that kind of stuff. Of course, like yes. I'm also yeah, I'm just mad, mad but him. like <laughs> um, I'm having a Harry. Harry bit his lip. Range. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he didn't know what happened and didn't want to admit it, but Snape seemed to have guessed the truth. I would hate for you to run away with a false idea of your father, Potter. Have you been imagining some act of glorious heroism? Then let me correct you. Your saintly father and his friends played a highly amusing joke on me that would have resulted in my death if your father hadn't got cold feet at the last moment. There was nothing brave about what he did. He was saving his own skin as much as mine. Had their joke succeeded, he would have been expelled from Hogwarts. Um, so this is like a thing of what we're talking about in the Marauders, um, I believe it was in the Marauders bonus episode, mm-hmm. about like perspective versus fact. So it's like, like what he's saying is true in some sense, like the fr- his friends, namely Sirius, did play a joke on, like a prank on him that was like way too far. Um, he's assuming that his father, that was James in was in on it and that he got cold feet. Um, so it's like the perspective and like the bias kind of like like coats over what actually happened yeah um and the other thing is that like harry would definitely we don't really get to see like harry's reaction to that um and i'm sure in his head he's like that's probably not what happened especially because it's coming from snape he just can't like like if he had seen it in the pensieve a little bit because like that's kind of what happens um in order of the phoenix Mm -hmm. where he sees it so he's like that must have been exactly what happens even like you know what i mean like when you see it versus somebody's just telling it to you um so yeah I also think that that's my hot take the way that Snape explains it I mean this whole thing like he Snape gets Harry he's so petty he takes Harry to this point of like blind rage which Harry so Harry is still Mm -hmm. in a blind rage and then he's like he's saving his own skin as much as mine or you know Harry is so prejudiced against Snape in general, that this just, like, it rings false. Especially after everything mm-hmm. that he's heard about his own father. You know what I mean? It's just, like, and, and Snape doesn't have the chill to, like, calmly explain this. He still right. has to, like... Not at all. Go below the belt. Still, like, trying to get at him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, you're um, a grown-ass bitter man. Yeah. Get it? Like, what? Why? Yep. Um, Turn out your pockets, Potter. Snape spat suddenly. Turn out your pockets or we'll go straight to the headmaster. should have gone to the headmaster. Um, So Harry, yeah. I'm like, let's go. Harry slowly pulled out. Right, let's do it. Call Dumbledore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Harry slowly pulled out the bag of Zonko's tricks and the Marauder's map. Um, Ron gave them to me, said Harry, praying he'd get a chance to tip Ron off before Snape saw him. He brought them back from Hogsmeade last time. Indeed, and you've been carrying them around ever since. How very touching. And what is this? Um, Snape picked up the map. Spare bit of parchment, said Harry with a shrug. 
Surely you don't need this very old piece of parchment, he said. Why don't I just throw it away? His hand moved to the fire. Don't you dare, Severus Snape. Woo. Don't you dare. Um, no, Harry said quickly. So, said Snape, is this another treasured gift from Mr. Weasley, or is it something else? A letter, perhaps, written in invisible ink, or instructions to get into Hogsmeade without passing the Dementors. Harry blinked. Snape's eyes gleamed. Let me see, let me see. Um, he took out his wand and smoothed out the map on the desk. Reveal your secret, he said. Nothing happened. Show yourself, Snape tapped, said, said um, tapping the map sharply. It stayed blank. Professor Severus Snape, master of this school, mm. commands you to yield the information you conceal. So, master of the school? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Hold up. Like, We're just, learning something come here. Come on now, fam. I didn't know that. Chill, chill a little bit. I didn't realize you were the master of the what school. What is that? That, what does that pay? Is that, do you get like a, yeah, I was going to say, do you get like a bonus yeah. for that? Or like, you have extra, are your like, business cards? Are your business responsibilities parchment? and roles in, in that as a, in, as a teacher? Like, do you have to do extra as the master of the school? Master. Is that below or above headmaster of the school? I'm curious. Wonderful. Like, what does it say on your resume, actually? Does it say master of the school on your resume? And then like, what does that mean when you go to apply to a new job? Like, is that like, what are the tasks that you put under? Like, yeah. what's the experience you have? Right. I'm curious. How does one become master of the school? What is the right. the career path there? Mm-hmm. Just wondering. Is it like a ladder? You, like, what's the ladder you climb? Yeah. Like, is it... Was it a, just, it a lateral know. move from uh, potions master or... Right. Potions professor? Was it... I mean... Are you going upward promotion or is it just like straight right. across anyone? Right. Okay. Anyone could be master of school. I'm we'll curious. See. Let's get yeah. to it though. Um, um an invis- as though an right. invisible hand were writing upon it, words appeared on the smooth surface of the map. Mr. Mooney presents his compliments to Professor Snape and begs him to keep his abnormally large nose out of other people's business. Snape froze. Harry stared, dumbstruck at the message. But the map didn't stop there. Mr. Prongs agrees with Mr. Mooney and would like to add that Professor Snape is an ugly git. Git is one of my favorite words. Boom. Roasted. It would have been funny if the situation hadn't been so serious. And there was more. Mr. Padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like that ever became a professor. Tell him, serious. Boom. Roasted. Harry closed his eyes in horror. When he'd opened them, the map had had its last word. Mr. Wormtail bids Professor Snape good day and advises him to wash his hair, the slime ball. I don't agree with Peter Boom. very often. Roasted. But. But. When Peter says. All these facts up in here. When Peter says that maybe you might think about wash washing your hair. Your hair says slime something. Ball about your life. Because your head is full of slime, also known as grease. Yeah. Also known as dirt. Yeah. Also known as wash that shit out <laughs> your hair. <laughs> Um, I just, I, this is just so wonderful. I feel like we should just revel in this for a moment. It was really great. Like that. Yeah. It was beautiful. And it's even funnier when you realize that it's specifically Snape. It's not just any professor. Like it's very specifically the, the map is charmed. This is just lest you all forget. It's charmed to insult Snape specifically. And I think it's, and while that's petty as fuck, that is like an, that's like a, amazing amount of magic that they were like we're gonna just devote 
this amount, like all of this complicated ass shit to Snape specifically. Because when That's they awesome. were in school and they didn't want Snape to come across it either, right? So, um, right. But then of you course. have to think about this is kind of like freaks me out a little bit is that it's kind of a little similar to the diary. Um, not a horror crux, thank God, but mm-hmm. there's some leaving your essence in this bit of magic oh, because totally. um, Sirius says he's astonished that Snape ever could even become a professor. Like, right. <laughs> so Sirius is like, wait, you mean to tell me this motherfucker right here became a professor? Like who let him mm-hmm. in charge of children? He should have been right. with children and when he like, was Remus child. is over here presenting his compliments. Remus is over here presenting his compliments mm-hmm. to Professor Snape. Like, well done on becoming the master of the school. Yeah. Well but done on that. But your... also, keep your nose out of the business. Get out Get yeah. out of my business. And bro. James is like, you're an ugly gay. Just, let's get straight to the point. <laughs> let's just put that right there. I, just leave I, it out right for you. You know, Remus has some nice things to say. He's very complimentary. But at least you forget mm-hmm. under all those compliments. You're an ugly git. Your nose is abnormally yeah. large, which Remus was kind enough to remind you of. But let me say that that abnormally right. large nose also comes with an ugly git face. Right. And then Sirius is like, yes, all of that. And then going back to Remus's compliments on you becoming a professor, how? 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 And Peter, who I, again, don't like to agree with all the time, is like, but guys, guys, mm-hmm. let's remember, it's still Snape. So, his hair is still gross. Come on. Right. Things haven't changed Watch that it. much. No. It's such a good, like, um, without knowing who they are technically, it's a good, like, um, just kind of, like, window into, like, who they were yeah. as, like, friends, but then also as people. Um yeah, it's like very specific. Like, it's still within their personalities, the like, insults, the things that they the say, which is kind of cool. Like, who they yeah. are. Um, even mm-hmm. though we don't know who they are. And, like, yeah. at this um, moment, too, Harry is like, I, I fuck fucked with these marauders, yo. <laughs> like, no, no. He's like, it would have been funny if the situation hadn't yeah. been so serious. He closed his eyes in horror. He's like, and then he's waiting for the, he's like, I'm going to get in trouble I for this. Going, I'm about to die. If it wasn't me, if I was a fly on the wall, it would be hilarious. <laughs> but it's not. And so. Yeah. But I'm, I, I'm you know what a piece of, I would be scared too. He's kind of like thinking about them the way he thinks of the Weasley twins. Like now's not the time. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But if you could save that for a better time, for a little bit of chill yeah. right now, that'd be great. Um, so Snape yeah. walks over. Um, I'm also curious if Snape knows their nicknames. I don't think so because he has no, like at this point, they don't know that they're anime guy. Right. And their nicknames actually kind of like, directly tied in there that's true but i'm curious if like they ever said it like if they just like heard them calling each other that just like i think that they were very like careful about discreet about it yeah very discreet i think and i think too because we kind of hear it um later where they talk about like i mean harry does this right but he doesn't say serious he says padfoot when he doesn't want you to know mm-hmm. he's talking about or snuffles. Or snuffles. Yeah. When he doesn't want you to know he's talking yeah. about Sirius. So they're very careful to keep those personas separate. Like, they're serious mm-hmm. and then there's Padfoot. Right. Um, so this is also pretty cool. 
Snape walks over and seizes the glittering powder from a jar on the fireplace and throws it into the frames. Lupin, Snape calls to the fire. I want a word. Utterly. No, I think he does know. Sorry. I think he does know. I don't think so. It, we'll see it on the next okay. page. We know we see it on the next page, but there's a reason he called Lupin and not Dumbledore. I thought because, um... Right? I mean, I think he suspects, maybe, but I don't think he knows for sure. I don't, I, I don't yeah. know. We'll see. I don't think he knows for sure, but I think he definitely has, like, a strong... Yeah. I think this is just, like, like he... The, the, the way that they insult him, he's like, wait a second. I've heard similar <laughs> insults before. But right. I don't think... Maybe. I think that... And I also think, like, he can't call Dumbledore because he has to then explain how his lack of chill, or he allows um, Harry to be like, well, do you want to know what he said about my dad? And do you want to know what he said about me? And do you want to know what he said about... You know what I mean? And do you want to know how he's calling himself the master mm-hmm. of the school? I think that Snape <laughs> is very cognizant of the fact that Dumbledore doesn't know these how shitty he is to Harry. Right. And likes to keep that distance as much as possible. Like, he'll go for it when he thinks, like, at, you know, last book he could get him expelled, or he mm-hmm. could maybe get him banned from Quidditch, right? Just, like, he, he'll, he'll take these leaps, right? But, like, day in and day out he knows how important Harry is to Dumbledore, not even emotionally at this point, but just strategically. Um, so he has to still be very, like, still be very careful about his antagonism towards Harry and bringing Dumbledore into that. Because mm-hmm. he's not stupid. He's evil. No. <laughs> yes um, I don't know I think it's interesting that he called or even McGonagall he could have called McGonagall instead of Lupin yeah I think the thing There's is different that people I, he could have called other than kind of um, if not recognizes the insults as being reminiscent of his youth um, thinks like this is some joke cool guy shit that Lupin would know about because he hung out with James and them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like maybe. McGonagall's older I than me, so he, a... she probably doesn't know about these, like, this, like, she's not down with, like, the youth culture of magic. And, you know I what guess, I mean? I guess. I just, I have, and we can talk about it yeah, on the next just, page. Yeah, we're, I have, like, a... a this is going yeah. long, and I'm getting um, hungrier and hungrier. <laughs> Same, and I still have to go buy a And fan. I have to go see my grandmother. Um, our grandmother. That's um, true. You do have to go see our grandmother. Um, so, utterly bewildered, Harry stared at the fire. A large uh, shape had appeared in it, revolving fast. Seconds later, Professor Lupin was clambering out of the fireplace, brushing ash off his shabby robes. That's just really cool. Yeah, I didn't know that you could cough awesome. one through flu powder. I think that's yeah. really cool, though. Yeah, you can just be like... Hey, but I think like Lupin was I'm, what I'm assuming is Lupin's in his room or wherever the um fire maybe it's yeah office, like his office or whatever and he's just like all right I guess and that's also right it's kind like he hears it and he's just like that he calls him the fuck he wants to now like a word mm-hmm. but Lupin as we know <laughs> is at a disadvantage because he needs the potion the wolfsbane potion and also 
He's trying to, you but know. But also, that's how Snape is generally. Yeah. And he knows. He's trying to be friendly he's or trying whatever. To, yeah. He's, he's like, trying to be an adult. You called Severus? He's trying yeah. to put a, to put a, aside childish things and move forward as two adults. He's realizing how difficult it is to do. Because. With all these childish ass people, but. Snape is petty as fuck. Petty. Lupin um, said mildly, too. You called Severus? Said. Yeah, he's just like, okay. I certainly did, said Snape. I have just asked Potter to empty his pockets. He was carrying this. He pointed at the parchment on which the words of Messrs. Wormtail, Mooney, Wormtail, Padford, and Prongs were still shining. An odd, closed expression appeared on Lupin's face. He's really, he's like, poker face, man. <laughs> like, it's time to not. But also, I think, like, he, um... This is another thing that I just thought about, is because um, he goes, well, this parchment is plainly full of dark magic um, and this is supposed to be your area of expertise. It's another kind of mm-hmm. insult that like because of who Lupin is, he's like on the outskirts. He thinks that he's hanging out with werewolves and things like that. Like this is that mm-hmm. kind of lowly shit that your kind takes part in. That and then also really quickly I just want to point out that Lupin is it, like Harry has the impression that Lupin is doing some very quick thinking. He's because yeah. that's just important for like future or whatever um but that and i also um the other thing is like snape knows it's not dark magic like he's he's like well versed enough and especially like we know he dabbled in the dark arts like as a kid and like as a death eater and we know that that's like his and he he's not being kept out of the defense against the dark arts position because of lack of like talent and like knowledge um, which we see in Half-Blood Prince when he does get the job. It's not because he doesn't know anything. Um, so he's clearly, it's like, he's just like kind of throwing stuff out. You know what I mean? He's trying to like, I think he's also, he's trying to goad both of them, which is. Yeah. It's just too much, too much pet. Sometimes you just got to like rein in the petty. You know what's really funny too is that I am like, a big fan of petty. Like on general principle, I applaud petty at almost every turn. But this level of petty it's when the petty is aimed at the underprivileged, oppressed child. <laughs> like, you can't be petty against, like, the werewolf and the it's child. It's like punching down, basically. Yeah, it's, it's right. punching down. Exactly. And it's when petty goes wrong. It's just why. When keeping it petty goes wrong. <laughs> it goes wrong. Oh boy. Okay. Um, Lupin looked up and by the merest half glance in Harry's direction, warned him not to interrupt. Full of dark magic, he repeated mildly. Do you really think so, Severus? It looks to me as though it is merely a piece of parchment that insults anybody who reads it. Childish, but surely not dangerous. I imagine Harry got it from a joke shop. Indeed, said Snape. You think a joke shop could supply him with such a thing? You don't think it more likely that he got it directly from the manufacturers? Oh. There's, like, he, that, yeah. With the, ital- That's why with I was the saying. With the Italicist. With the yeah. He, he definitely knows. He definitely knows. And, like, he's, I'm sure he's trying to, like, keep, you know what I mean? Like, he's. Oh, you know what, though? Because he knows about Peter, he probably knows about Wormtail. Because Dark. Uh, Voldemort calls him Wormtail, I think right? that they use those names as, like, regular names. And nobody knew what they meant. Like, because I don't think, like, just because you call somebody Mooney doesn't mean, you don't immediately think, oh, he's a yeah. werewolf. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just nicknames that you rat. use. And, like, it's been, and it's been, like, 15, 16 years, but, like, you would see that and it would be a little bit familiar. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, and like, yeah, he doesn't know that they were anime guy. Well, he might know that they were anime guy. I don't know. Um, Because Snape was, you know, he's all... In people's business. Stalkery and stuff. him and Harry yeah. got in contact. He might know. Um, Harry didn't right. understand what <laughs> Snape was talking about. Not, nor apparently did Lupin. You mean by Mr. Wormtail. He's just a good actor. Or one of these people. Which is interesting because he points out Wormtail, but not Mooney, Padfoot, or Prong. In which well, case, I think it's painful for him to say the other two. I mean, I think true. it's painful for him to say Wormtail too, but like on the yeah. scale. Um, you see Severus. It looks like also it's the first one. Yeah. I think, or maybe not. Harry. Oh yeah. Sorry, keep going. Um, Harry, do you know any of these men? Um, no, said Harry quickly. You see Severus. It looks like a Zonko's product to me. Right on cue, Ron came bursting into the office. He was completely out of breath and stopped short of Snape's desk. I, I gave Harry that stuff. Bought it in Zonka's ages ago. Look at this! Look at this roll dogness. This roll dogism. <laughs> he didn't even have to get to Ron because Ron well, knew. said Lupin. Mm-hmm. That's true. Of all the things, like, Ron has all his flaws, but he, he be knowing but sometimes. But also the Ron, again, with the lack For of... For all the times he doesn't know. Yeah. But... <laughs> Which, which also, this goes back to his lack of chill of, like, when Harry's asking Professor McGonagall if he can go to Hogsmeade and he's standing in the back like, yup, yup. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Ron, how do you know that Harry's in trouble at Snake's office? Use your powers you, for good, And Ron. why are you busting in? He probably heard if, somebody say Snape's office, or he could have no, guessed. No, I'm just saying. If Harry, he probably ran into Malfoy. If Harry wasn't in Hogsmeade, shouldn't he just be at the Gryffindor right. Tower? Shouldn't you just be looking for right. him, like, where'd Harry go? Awkward. Um, um, good thing Lupin's here. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> well, said Lupin, clapping his hands together and looking around cheerfully. <laughs> that seems to clear that up. Severus, I'll take this back, shall I? Harry, Ron, come with me. I need a word about my vampire essay. Excuse us, Severus. He's just so smooth. And I like that he, he claps because so quick. he claps in a way that you, like, cheerfully, one, to, like, like, go uh, at But also, like, well, shut up. Say nothing else. Don't say yep. nothing else. And it's, like, also a way to kind of, like, it's, like, a distraction. It kind of, like, jerks you out of yeah. the moment where you're just, like, well, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's that. Let's go. <laughs> you're just, like, like oh, quick. what happened? What were we talking about? Snape stared yep. around like he got whiplash. Like, what just happened? What just happened? <laughs> right. I don't even know. I thought I was going to win. All of a sudden, they're walking out. <laughs> I don't got what the happened? band. I don't got nothing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry didn't dare look at Snape as they left the office. Um, he, Ron, and Lupin walked all the way back to the entrance hall before speaking. Then Harry turned to Lupin. Professor, I, I don't want to hear any explanation, said Lupin shortly. I happen to know that this map was confiscated by Mr. Filch many years ago. Damn it, Davy. Sorry. Um, yes, I know it's a map. <laughs> Goddamn Davy Gudgeon. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, yes. And that must have been a sad day when they get in the mail. They get like a letter from Davy Gudgeon, like, so Filch took the map. Bad, y'all. I was gonna hand it down. <laughs> I was gonna but do the ceremony and I everything. I got caught the first But I got got. I got caught. I wiped it. Sorry guys. But he took it. So Yeah. Sorry. Um Just man, Davy Gudgeon. I don't want um, to know. I don't want to know how it fell into your possession. I am, however, astounded that you didn't hand it in. 
particularly after what happened the last time a student left information about the castle lying around, and I can't let you have it back here. Um, it's just like... So there's a couple of things here. Like... All these... He's just he's just reading him so hard. Reading him, yes. But also, are you astounded? Are you really? Well, that's the other thing, is James I think that kid. he... Which is something I wrote. I think he's more like James than Remus initially thought. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think he, especially with Sirius Blackout. Yeah. And he's talked to Harry about Sirius and knows how Harry feels about Sirius. So he would expect that he would be smarter in, like, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I see that. Yeah. So I think that, I think that he is astounded. I think that he's really like, really? For real? For this? Okay. But like. To go to Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, And I do want to, and this is also like, you know, a comparison between the way that Lupin, like, talks to Harry about this and the way that Snape talks to Harry about this, where it's like, they're both right um, but Lupin is very much like he's staying in like mm-hmm. teacher mode and being like, nah, you knew this was wrong. There's a little Uncle Minnie in there too, but it's really like, no. But it's a, it's a t- like, um, and this is the thing that I think I've said a couple of times about Snape is like he takes, like, you know, we've, we've noted like Harry has done wrong and does deserve some sor- sort of punishment, but at its root, punishments should always be teachable moments, right? Like, mm-hmm. you should leave the punishment not angry at um, being given a punishment, but thinking about, like, okay, this is why that had to happen. I don't want that ever to happen again, so this is a lesson I need to learn from that. Like, that's the point, right? Um, yep. To be, like, a deterrent and also to give you some time to say, this is not the way that... I should handle these things in the future. Um, and Snape always lacks the teachable moment. One, because he's either too gleeful to get, some, to get someone in trouble, um, or someone, Harry, in trouble. Harry or Harry. the trio. Yeah. Um, but two, because he's goading them into kind of this hardening of their stance, right? So, like, when... Someone you don't mess with is like, oh, see, enough why you got in trouble because blah 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 blah. Enough why you should, and you should, and you're just like, nah, mm-hmm. like I don't hear anything that you say. Everything that you say, I'm yeah. going to go against you because you're inherently wrong or whatever. So Harry usually leaves those um, encounters with Snape even more stuck in his ways and more defiant than he should be, whereas. With McGonagall, and here we see with Lupin slash Uncle Mooney, actually thinking like, yeah, I should have been more careful. I should have remembered what happened with um, Neville and Sirius a couple days ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and right. and just gives him like these like moments of reflection, right? Um, also, I wanted to, like, point out the difference in the books and the movie here, which we know that we said that, like, he they combine these two things together, really, um, which is also mm-hmm. kind of funny because that means Harry had the map for all about of a second. <laughs> like, the twins gave him the map, yeah. he went to Hogsmeade, and then the map got got, like, <laughs> real quick. Mm-hmm. But Now I'm curious... Oh, fuck. Was that only in the movie? What? So, in the in the movie, this scene happens because Harry sees Peter Pettigrew on the oh, map and yeah. he goes to follow him. Oh, yeah. 
for some, and I know that that's how, so I think it's really just Remus saw it. Remus saw it. And that's how he, like, knew. It was Remus who saw it. Yeah. Fuck. That way in my head, like, Harry saw it. Yeah. Goddamn movies. I know, the movies. Muggle interpretations. That just made me mad. (laughs) The muggle interpretations are always not good. Um, Or off, I should say. They're good, but they're not as good as they could be. But, um. No. I wanted to just point out that, like, Remus is like, no, you can't have this back. Like, period. Like, not like, mm-hmm. oh, can I borrow this and examine it for you? This is a curious piece of magic. But, like, which... Exactly. And maybe comes from Peter seeing Peter, which makes sense. But, um... Right. In terms of, like, the flow of the movie, that makes sense, is what I'm saying. But... hmm I think that it would have been nice if, in the movie... Lupin would have been like, so I'm going to take this because you shouldn't have this. Like, this is not the time um, to be rolling, roaming around trying to get in and out of Hogwarts. Like, you should stay here for, if nothing, like, worst case scenario. Actually, no. Scenario number one, because they're both worst case scenarios. Scenario number one, you run into mass notorious mass murderer series flat scenario number two you get caught doing something that you shouldn't have and get a dementor mm-hmm. N- there's no good coming out of either one of those so i'm gonna take this as is my rank yeah um um yeah <laughs> harry had expected that but was too keen for explanations to protest why did snape think i got it from the manufacturers because because these map makers would have wanted to lure you out of school. They think it extremely entertaining. Do you know them? Said Harry, impressed. This is not the time, Harry. We've met, he said shortly. He was looking at Harry more seriously than ever before. Don't expect me to cover up for you again, Harry. I cannot make you take serious Black seriously, <laughs> but I would have thought that after what you heard when the Dementors drew near you um, would have made you... Sorry, would have had more of an effect on you. Your parents gave their lives to keep you alive, Harry. A poor way to repay them. Gambling their sacrifice for a bag of magic tricks. Whoa. He just dropped flames. Just, it's just like, that was boom. That was a read. Like this also, I, I hate, I kind of hate that the name of this chapter is Snape's grudge because I think it plays a very Mm -hmm. small part in this chapter when it really should be called, um, take me to church. And we start the chapter off <laughs> with Hagrid giving them a word. Mm-hmm. And then we end it with Lupin mm-hmm. giving him a word. And yet, will Harry, like... Find out yeah, next right? time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. But yeah, you know what I mean? But it's, we're at this point where we're like... And this is something that we go through throughout the series. But we're at this point where it's like, okay... So who else needs to drop the mic on you before you internalize this? Mm-hmm. Like, and he kind of does, right? Like, we start to see it in small ways. You know, I never wanted anyone to die for me. Um, but those things come much later and at much higher stakes when it's like, you mm-hmm. say that, but then in all of these small, dumb ways, you put your life, at risk for nothing to go to Hogsmeade 
Right. Why? It's just a town. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of magic at Hogwarts. You'll get there mm-hmm. eventually. You know? I don't know. Maybe that's his weird, um, I'm ready to die. <laughs> like, he doesn't think he'll ever get to Hogsmeade. <laughs> like, if you can't convince the Dursleys to, get, to sign your form next year, at the most, when you graduate from Hogwarts, you can go anywhere the fuck you want. You can go to Hogsmeade. Right. You can be there all the time. Right. You can move there. You can live in Hogsmeade uh, if you right. want to. You could live in Hogsmeade. There are houses. It's a village. It's a village, right? But you know what you have to do in order to do that? Be alive. Not die. So, yeah. It's very simple. Very simple. So, he, um, so he, he, go ahead. Um, slowly, he and Ron mounted the marble staircase. This is also a funny part where Ron says nothing. Um, he's just standing there. Like, oh, also really quickly... He they left he left Harry feeling worse by far than he had at any point in Snape's office, which is which true because he's he's disappointed someone. Have. Um, mm-hmm. and like Lupin didn't have to raise his voice, didn't have to. He just had to tell the truth. Like no, and it's what you were saying before about like not being able to hear like certain things from certain yeah. people, um, especially when they're like happy that you're in trouble or exactly. whatever. So yeah, um, so. Um, Ron and Slowly mounted the marble staircase. Harry passed the one at which he remembered the invisibility cloak. It was still down there, but he didn't dare go and get it. It's my fault, said Ron ab- abruptly. I persuaded you to go. Lupin's right. It was stupid. We shouldn't have done it. They broke off. They reached um, the corridor where the security trolls were pacing and Hermione was walking towards them. One look in her face convinced Harry that she had heard what had happened. His heart plummeted. Had she told Professor McGonagall? Come to have a good gloat? Or have you just been to tell on us? Said Ron savagely... Shut up. How do you go from like feeling bad to immediately like ripping into Hermione? She didn't also, do anything. It's all your fault. Like you just if, said, take some damn responsibility. Yeah, and if she did. Been hanging around scabbers too much. If she did much. tell on you, you just said it yourself. You deserved it. They didn't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like all things being equal, they lost the map. So the twins are going to be a little bit mad at them. But other than that, Y'all are just, they're just as bad as Davy Gudgeon. Right? Davy Gudgeon Jr. SMH. Um, mm-hmm. No, said Hermione. She was holding a letter in her hands and her lip was trembling. I just thought you ought to know Hagrid lost his case. Buckbeat is going to be executed. Bum, bum, bum. And that's a real good way to shut Ron's mouth. Right? Because you still didn't help Hagrid. You had a week to help Hagrid with his case. Still Did didn't. Nothing. Still worried about that rat. Still worried about Hogsmeade. The way you say that rat. Um, I, I, I hate scabbers. I understand. Um, okay. <laughs> we all know. We all know. <laughs> I know. I know. I, and then the thing is that um, I feel like I'm like... Um, I feel like I'm somehow defending scabbers by just being like yeah we know it's mostly just know. fun it's it's mostly just fun to be mad at scabbers i mean he deserves he's not it. even really around that much <laughs> he definitely deserves it um okay so mvp i said remus because of what we just mm-hmm. read <laughs> um partly also because it's like so he did get out he did get them out of trouble 
but he still made it clear to them that what they did wasn't right. You know what I mean? Like he still, um, yeah, he still, they, he was still able to like give them a teachable moment and to like make them understand like the ramifications of their actions while also making sure that they didn't have to deal with Snape being petty. But you know, it's really just like going extra. Also, it makes me think about the fact that sometimes when I was younger, like I would much have rather gotten in trouble, like gotten grounded, gotten spanked or whatever. Um, then, like, have my parents or someone that I really cared about say, like, you disappointed me. Like, that was the thing that really got me. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? When I, like... Absolutely. When I physically... Like, not physically. When I could when I could physically see the disappointment in people's eyes of who I pulled in the scene, mm-hmm. right? That did more than any punishment could. And I think Lupin knows that what he did is going to leave a mark on Harry. Right, because they've gotten to this point in their relationship mm-hmm. where he like doesn't pull any punches. He's not, you know, like yeah, he does get them out of like um, detention or like more um, like permanent record ramifications or whatever. Um, but he he still like lets it be known. I also made Remus the MVP, but I also added Hagrid, because I think um, both of them... And this is, like, more of a surprise with Hagrid than it is with um, Lupin, just given who Hagrid is and how he treats the trio, but, like, they both, like, really stepped up and did their, like, job of, like, guiding um, them to be better men and humans. Or just people (laughs) in general. But, yeah. you know, like, beyond, um, like, the teaching of subjects, they're teaching them how to be good friends, be good people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, benched. So this is funny <laughs> because in a, in a chapter called Snape's Grudge, in which Snape is not only the subject of the title, but is in the chapter for a significant amount of time, and Ron went ahead and just outdid oh, himself. Ju- just showed out. Just, just how, how, Ron, how? Like, it was just... In a, you, this was, your, this was yours to, loose, like... Really? It was Snape's to lose. We laid it the red like, carpet out It was all laid Snape. out for him to loot it. We were like... Right. Red and carpet. you had to go ahead and walk Having it. flowers laid out, you know? Mm-hmm. Velvet ropes. We were sure. We were sure. But no. And then you just decided... To lose your goddamn mind. Yeah. Just absolutely all the way through. Harry. One moment of reflection that was immediately squelched by the presence of her mind. Like, really? Really? And then you got told because then it was like some real situation. And now you're like, oh. Oops, shut me up. But also, like. <laughs> yeah, oh, Ron, oh. Also, we. Like, we come we on need now. To, um, add the fact that though. Harry has just way more chill than Ron and is never going after Hermione's throat the way that Ron is, especially in this chapter. But mm-hmm. you weren't much better, Harry. You didn't, you weren't on the winning side of this no, chapter. No, he wasn't. But Ron just, Not at Ron all. just stood apart from the crowd. He just wanted to make his name. Took the cake. Uh-huh. You know, he really loves to have the spotlight all his just own. Just from the very, from the very beginning. <laughs> from the very beginning. Talk about, talk about just... earning this spotlight to stand in. Bask in your own glory, Ron. Right? Bask in this You bitch. know what? 
luxuriate <laughs> in this bench. Yeah. Because I just, it doesn't make sense. You know, it's it's fine. I mean, you know. You might, tomorrow, next week you could, you could, a new, you could turn yourself around. a new chapter. But for now, just sit, just sit there. Think about what you've done. Yeah. Think about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Look at where you are. Look at where <laughs> you started. The fact that you're alive is um, a miracle. Just stay seated. That would be enough. Sorry. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Next week we will be discussing chapter 15 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, so the Quidditch final. Make sure... Make sure to read and follow along and to let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter or else Marge will win. So, you know, that's important. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at We Black and Nerds, hashtag wizard team. You know, if you don't want to like have people, I mean, I don't, we don't have that many like active like tweeters or whatever, but if you don't want to like have a full conversation about who you MVP'd and benched, you can also just like hit us up, just DM us or like, Yeah. Or, you know, if you haven't been voting this whole time and you have, like, 15 MVP'd and benched from, like, chapter one, you can email that to us, too, if you just want to give us a list. We're we're keeping a tally. It's, like, all, like, real... WeBlackAndNerds at gmail.com. Listen, we are not on that voter suppression tip. Like, however you want to vote. Early voting, late voting, absentee voting... Vote by mail. Vote by Al. We will take your vote. Rock the vote. Don't Marge the vote. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Marge the vote is my favorite thing that I've ever thought of, <laughs> by the way. I giggled for a long time on that. Viana was busy. I was But busy. I just stayed there by myself. I was busy. I texted her. She didn't respond. And I was like, you may not like it. No, I when I saw it, I was like, cool. Oh, I just you? saw it like hours after, which is always the case when you're like really busy and then all of a sudden your phone just gets blown up. It's like any other situation. I'm just laying here watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did nobody want to hit me up? All of a sudden I'm doing somebody's hair and then my phone's just going off the hook. It's just weird. But yeah. Marge the vote or don't. Vote for don't MVP and benched. Is what, we're, um, yeah. is what we're saying. Yes. Um, In any way. We are here to take your vote in whichever format you think possible. We have a Facebook page. You can just write a list of all of them on the Facebook page. We mm-hmm. will see it. We get notifications. We have like, like do we, we get notifications? We're, I don't know. Yeah. But we'll I see do. it. Um, but yeah, like y'all don't know, like we got like spreadsheets with tabs and like they're adding up the thing. So we don't have like it's involved. We are prepared to take the votes. We just need them. I, I just also want to take this time to kind of shade Bayana for that because we were in London mm-hmm. with all that London has to offer and her brain said, spreadsheet! It did. It did say <laughs> That's spreadsheet. That's what she did. I did. and I, I mean, yeah. we were also like struggling to try to get that freaking episode up. because Yeah, there were Wi-Fi so. issues and so I was sitting there, we were waiting <laughs> on the episode and I was like, wait. This is this is gonna happen. It was very satisfying. This is a spreadsheet. Please don't moment. deny me the satisfaction of adding votes to that spreadsheet because it's really cool and it makes me really happy um, as just an organization nerd. <laughs> it's like really extra, but it makes me happy, and so I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna just fight it. Vote to make Bayana happy. It makes me happy not to yell at you guys. Actually, 
I'll just find something else to yell at you guys about. But I, I'm happy when we're when we're talking and having a dialogue, and when you're telling us who you're benching. So rock the vote, don't march the vote. Bye, y'all. <laughs> Thank you.